Hey, welcome to the Junto Show. I'm Lance, and I'm woke with jokes. I'm Johnny, founder of The Venture Out, the best way and the only way to start the morning powerfully. Go sign up at theventureout.com. And I'm Bo, and that's pretty much it. <laughs> oh, come <laughs> on, man. I didn't pick a quote. <laughs> you have a quote. You, tell, you said it earlier about the uh, refrigerator and potatoes. Oh, uh, don't put your potatoes in the fridge. It'll give you cancer. It'll give you cancer. All right. So today is <laughs> just Google it for your own edification. Today is Monday, October twenty second, twenty eighteen, and the Junto is a club Benjamin Franklin founded way back when America was great. The purpose of the Junto was to debate questions of morals, politics, and natural philosophy. Our show's not quite that stuffy, but here and there we stumble upon something profound between the geeky jokes. <laughs> All right. How's everybody doing? Yeah. Doing great, man. You guys feeling ready? I'm, yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm jazzed as always. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm. I'm a contemplative funk. Contemporary funk. <laughs> oh, man. I am a K-pop. Yeah, <laughs> you sure are. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let me quick throw out a quick plug. Ah, yes, please. For our uh, Patreon. Forget this page. every time. <laughs> So this is patreon.com slash Hunter Show, where you can contribute a few bucks, you know, for us to do what we love to do, which is making these podcasts yes. for you. Entertaining you. Edutaining you. Infotainment. Infotaining. <laughs> so don't forget, at the end of our thing, before we sign off, yeah. we got to say what profound thing we learned oh, yeah. about this podcast. Yeah. Profound. Profound, okay? <laughs> so when you hear some profound, just yell it so you don't forget. <laughs> That's the word of the day. It's a uh, the, the couch and the uh, the couch goes crazy and the, and the blinds. Ah, <laughs> yeah. 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 Hopefully, our listeners are old enough to to get that. Yep. All right, so we're going to get things started off here with our first segment: hot take news. Good evening. I'm Ron Burgundy, and this is what's happening in your world tonight. All right, so uh, so Johnny of all Yo. people in the world, have you been following this uh this Asian Harvard uh, issue? I think there's a court case going on. I don't think it's at the Supreme Court yet. I think it's at a lower court yep. level where the there is a anti-affirmative action activist who is suing Harvard University for its discriminatory policies towards Asian people. Is that person Asian? Uh, the, the 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 driving force behind it is an old white man. Oh, it's a sham. <laughs> it's a sham. I tell you. I I agree. Oh. Right, so here, two things are true, right? I do believe that. Well. I believe that uh, Harvard is uh, discriminating against Asian people. So, so the case that they're saying is that on the, uh, the the numerical portions of the entrance criteria, your SAT, your ACT, your GPA, everything like that, Asian people excel on, uh, on the average or whatever, really high. Don't forget about the other criteria too. They measure us by looks, you know, <laughs> I didn't mean charisma. Um, okay, just keep going. <laughs> well, it's, no, the charisma. I don't know if you say that on yeah. purpose or not. No, that, actually, that's what you get downranked on. Yes. I think. So on on the the non tangible uh, parts of the entrance portion, such as charisma, leadership, uh, things like that, yeah. Asian people on average are getting much lower ratings. Okay. I feel like I'm racist. playing like an RPG game or something. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, choose your adventure. Yeah. <laughs> Move your toggle to racism or not racism. <laughs> <laughs> Time to power up. Yep. Uh, so so. Uh, Harvard denies that they're doing this, and uh, they cited their data or whatever. And the people who are bringing this case on behalf of the Asian population say that their data says that this is the thing that's happening. Um, so, what you, thoughts? Overall thoughts, and then I provide a little bit more clarification. So, from what I have researched on this topic, it seems like 
compared to the um, population of the United States as a um, as maybe like a standard, for instance, to see if how much discrimination is going on. It still seems like Asians are being admitted to Harvard way more than our average population. So we're six percent of the U.S. population. I think they're being admitted at a rate of about sixteen percent. Oh, wow! Or so. But if they were somehow not um, being limited by whatever um, action the Harvard has taken, I think that number could jump as high as maybe thirty percent. Maybe I want to say it's like, a forty somewhere. Yeah, something like that. So it's a pretty high number. So obviously that would be a little too skewed to show thirty or forty percent of the Harvard population being Asian. Um, because I think there is some, uh, I want to say primary, but some secondary goes of offering a good, um, educated, diverse place to learn from. But in the main gist of things, the, the, I mean, discrimination comes from when a group of people have been historically um, um, punished or discriminated against, basically, right? Mm-hmm. So, historically and in the present, but yeah. Yeah. So in this case, when, when you look at the numbers, I guess, behind it, are Asians being discriminated unfairly? Yes, in the you know in a very narrow sense of the word, but looking at it more holistically, we're still getting more than our fair share. So at that point, hey, gotta be happy with that. Yeah, for certain definitions of fair. So there's that too. Um, I I don't know exactly how I feel about that whole thing, like because nothing is a, like a pure quote unquote meritocracy in America, and then pretending like it is mm-hmm. isn't necessarily good. And I do think that there is a good benefit towards having a diverse uh, college crowd or whatever, or one that reflects the the population at large. So I'm that. And then, most importantly for me, the guy who's <laughs> most importantly me. Well, no, not not me, but to me, the, the guy that who's the driving force behind this case is this guy named Howard Bloom, who is a noted minority rights activist, but like anti minority rights. Yeah. He he's super against any type of using a race as a um, factor in determining anything like he he was one of the people that bankrolled the lawsuit that got the voting rights act uh, overturned at the supreme court so like this dude is not his goal is not to look out for asian people his goal is to stop everybody from being able to use affirmative action on campuses so so how do you feel about that bo your kid mm-hmm. is one year old yeah so in 17 years from now, your kid's going to be discriminated against when he's trying to get into Harvard. And maybe like 16. Both kids are. That's true. Go get her. He's going to get that discrimination early. <laughs> 12 years old. Um, I would say I would not like that. I mean, I think no one would. If if your kid uh, can't get uh, into a place based off of his own you know, hard work and gumption, you know what I mean? Uh, if, you know, if... But, um, you know, I mean, I guess I understand both sides of the, the argument. But me, you know, seeing that as my kid not getting in, yeah, that would make me upset. What about if it's better for the... This is the thing I've kind of had in the background I wanted to yeah. talk about. Would you be willing... So, if the goal... If if we agree that it is better that the the college universities be more diverse and better reflect the population. If that happens at the expense of your own child, are you more willing to give up the greater good at the expense of your child? Well, no, <laughs> no. Why would I do that? Because it's for the greater good. Well, I mean, so the greater good would be what's best for my child. Right? No, it's what's best for society. Well, so I don't. I disagree with that. It, it's the, it's called greater good. Well, so uh, it's because it's greater. Well, so you're saying it's greater, but I don't think it's greater. Right? It is by definition. Well, so me doing what's best for my child is providing the the ultimate what I think the best uh, thing for society. 
No, right. your child's not <laughs> more important than society. Well, I think Bo, I love you, sir. I, I love think, your child. I think what Bo is saying is his greatest goal in life, the biggest goal, is to make sure his he, son. His personal goal, I'm fine with that. But I think he's yeah. what but he's saying. But though, that's is, also how he defines it. That is the greatest that is no, job he, he has. It, it, no, it, if you're saying that my personal goal is to do what's best for my child, that's one thing. But you're saying it's best for society that my child succeed. That's yeah. probably true too. Actually, yeah. no. that well, is true. I mean, Bo's kid is like the epitome of genetic perfection. So. <laughs> <laughs> he does we, have such we, cute little cheeks. <laughs> we've got to make sure that kid like is going to be running this country one day. Uh, yeah, uh, I disagree. I disagree with that. Well, <laughs> like maybe in Bo's particular case, because he's pretty cool and his wife's pretty cool. But I think, <laughs> I think that in general, part of an issue I have with American society is that people look out too for them s- too shellfish. <laughs> <laughs> too much shellfish. People just clam up too much, and they. Uh, <laughs> I think that, that people are always clawing their way to the top, <laughs> trying trying their best to uh, so crusty. <laughs> they're too crabby. I think I think their dispositions are just not uh, nice enough. I, I think people look out for themselves. They need more muscles. <laughs> hey, that's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> Mollusk. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Have, I just wanted to be a part of it. <laughs> they 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 uh, are willing, not willing to sacrifice or. or they look out for themselves. Everybody's very selfish. And, and well, I, think, I mean, yeah, but you wouldn't do that. No one would do that to their own kid. No one would be like, you know. Some people would. Well, some people would. Vulcans would. <laughs> would Vulcans? Yeah. yeah Spock, Spock's a trademark uh, uh, slogan, you know. The needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. Yeah. Uh, that's very utilitarian, right? That's and that's Vulcan. what's wrong with that. Yeah. So. There, there's a there's a uh, activist and writer right now named Nicole Hannah-Jones who's researched, she does a lot of research into school segregation. Yeah. And she says that, like, white liberals or whatever, they want everybody to go to the best schools in theory, but they don't want their particular school to have too many black or brown people in it because they think it brings down test scores. Okay. So you can watch these. I think there was a show on like HBO about this or whatever. And then you can, you can see these videos of like a town hall that they have where like in some very liberal city where they're starting to talk about bringing in inner city kids to a school or whatever to, to help bring up their minority numbers. And the people that the, the good liberal people in that town freak out because they don't want their schools to get worse or whatever because it'll think it'll hurt their children. Mm-hmm. Even though studies show that integration is good for society on the whole. And so this Nicole Hannah Jones, who's a black writer who studies this, she says she's personally sending her child to public schools because she thinks it's good for those kids at that school to interact with a child of her uh, of her child's caliber because it'll be better for society, even though she knows that her child personally would benefit more from mm. going to like a private school. What humility that she shows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it's rare. I, I, I accept that it's very rare. <laughs> well, no, I mean, no, I, I think he's very sarcastic. I'm being there. very sarcastic. Hey, you don't yeah. like that? That's the most arrogant thing I've ever heard in my life. That can't be yeah. number one. <laughs> yeah. Well, not number one, but it'd be like, my child is so great. Just his present presence will make you a better person. Let me let me dawn upon you, my golden my golden son of a child. I think I think the larger the golden point, child, the golden child. Let's not miss the larger point in, in that she's saying because she is a person of means. She she's a, wrote a best selling book. She's got money. She could put her child in in private schools yeah. and give the, her child the best opportunities or whatever, like anybody else of her tax bracket does. But okay. she's saying no because I believe strongly in 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 public education. I'm going to put my child in public education versus doing what other people of her same yeah. income level. Has have decided by and large is what's best for their child. Quote unquote. Uh, well, I mean, there is something to be said that you know you should uh, put your child in more. Um, uh, what is it called? Diverse? No, yeah, I guess diverse. But uh, you know, if you put it in public education, then they feel like they have to struggle more than if you go with private education, where you know a lot of stuff is kind of done for yeah. them. Yeah. 
you know, maybe there's something to be said for that. Bullying. I don't know that that's character. the criteria that you go by, though. Yeah, but I'm just, I, I guess I just don't understand it. Like, you know, you're not doing what's best for your, you know, your family or your, you know, I don't know, your kids or something like well, that. Well, right? so I think a more primitive yeah. uh, comparison might be, yeah. let's say we're all living in this uh, village. Okay. And winter is coming and I got tons of food. Yeah. Right. And your family doesn't have enough food for the winter, perhaps. Yeah. What's best for my family is to hold on to that food just in case. Oh, well, but that, what's, what's best for the society, though, would be to give you some of my food. That way, next season, we got more hands to help out and blah, 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 more, you know. Or, or, so, so I think that that's part of the reason. I mean, part of the concept behind, like, hey, it may not be good for me personally, but it would be good for all of us. Would you send your child out on a dangerous hunt to bring food back for the whole village? Oh, yeah. <laughs> same thing. Well, I don't, that's not the same thing, though. You're not do, like it's not best for your child to go out on this dangerous hunt, but it is what's best for the village that they make that sacrifice. Yeah, but ultimately, it is what's best for my child. <laughs> what did they eat? I guess. No, yeah, because he can survive. Yeah, he, he can survive. Hunt. He knows how to hunt. He yeah. can. He provides for the 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 village. The village then looks at him as a reliable yeah. member yeah. of the society. The villagers can't kick him out. Still, make he comes back though. It's, oh, a, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a dangerous hunt. Well, yeah, but oh yeah, but your child's a mega baby. Risk, though, right? You know, <laughs> yeah, and mega well, baby. Th- these are the rules of Sparta. <laughs> yeah. Okay, or uh, the kid has to get kicked out and see if he survives. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so they come back home great. Yeah. Okay, so I don't know if you're on record yet, Johnny. Do you yeah. agree with the general principle of being willing to sacrifice something, the, your, uh, the benefits of your child for the greater good of society? I don't know. Sure, yeah. I'm not a father, so I don't know. I I'm willing to be, to sacrifice myself, yeah, to a certain degree for the greater society. Am I willing to sacrifice my child? I'm not sure about that one yet. I I, I cannot go on the record yet in case my kid listens to this, yeah, <laughs> and okay. haunts me 18 years later. Well, we'll tell you what, Lance the fourth. <laughs> when, when you look at the trash school you're going to, how yeah. you getting picked on? <laughs> this is why. Yeah. Well, I I will say the the personal sacrifice. You know, I'm I'm okay with, but. Yeah. You know, sacrificing something for right. for my son. Uh, I mean, also, side note: your child will be fine. Like, yeah. uh, obviously, we're all doing pretty good and stuff. But and, and that's part of the, what she's trying to dispel is this false. Well, I don't even know if, even know if it's necessarily. I'm false. not sure. It's I'm not 100 percent sure it's false though, right? Mm, to some extent, like so. so her, part of her issue, and I, and I agree with it, is that the people who already have all the best are giving their ch- children all the best. So it's like that, well, of course. They, that kid's already got good nutrition, like good yep. loving parents, a good yep. household, probably two. Like it's kids going to these uh, like Ivy League high schools or whatever who are also getting SAT uh, tutors and whatnot. Uh-huh. And so I'm like, OK, this kid who's already going to do really well is getting boosted on top of that. They've got clean water, clean air, all this good stuff. And then they're going to the best schools and getting tutors and whatnot. So like you're, you're stacking up all the things for your child. But it's like a kid from the inner city or whatever. They probably have. Uh, they go to a bad school. Yeah. They probably have uh, bad air quality at their school. Bad water, depending on where you live. The the parents are working two jobs and they can't uh, tutor their kid or provide any type of uh, extra, you know, attention like some other person can too. Mm-hmm. And uh, and you know, it's like it's it's, it's like the, the, so it's like you don't your kid would have been fine just having everything except like the best school. Well, and so I I think the way I relate to it is when I think back of when I went to grade school. Yeah. There were those kids that I looked up to. The kids that are super well balanced, super, you know, nice to everybody, but still popular, able to get along with everybody, and educate, you know, like just those good role models. Yeah, all the, around, the Lances right? of the school, I think, is what they call them on Mean Girls. <laughs> Let's just stick to the general term, role models. Here. Okay, role models. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> you know, so I imagine more of those people in a school, like, hey, that'd be even more role models to look up to, and you get enough people like that, the whole 
uh, culture of the school moves in that direction. At, whereas the opposite end would be, let's say you get, get a bunch of uh, you know uh, misfits in the class. They're always goofing off. And yep. before you know it, I'm thinking like, oh, I guess that's a norm. I mean, I want to fit in. That, that's always a strong yeah. pool. You know? So I think that's the point. Like The more good kids we put in there, we stack the deck with, the more everybody else will be better off for it. Because they would just want to conform to that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I'm not, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with, uh, you know, taking someone with, who is, um, uh, what is it called? Um, I guess not of means and putting them into a situation where they're surrounded by, you know, a bunch of good role models. Um, but you know, sacrificing that position for, you know, as my kid's position, I, I'm not sure I would. <laughs> I could, yeah, I and, that. and that's very human too. I yeah, think. I, yeah. I think you're probably in the vast majority of people, and I'm in the radical cool minority. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess so. Yeah, and that's fine. Yeah. Okay, well, good discussion. That's yeah. been on my mind since I listened to that interview. Actually, so yeah. glad we hashed it out okay. here. Yeah. All right. Oh, hey, uh, right before we move on to the next topic, we don't have to spend much time on my comment here, but I can't wait to see more uh, Asian players in the basketball and sporting. Leagues and competitions, but anyways, that's another topic. Okay, keep, uh, no, no, no. okay, this is all a hot take. So I've, I've <laughs> okay. been, I've been arguing with some guy on Twitter. <laughs> I can't get away from it about this, and and uh, just going back and forth or whatever. And my whole point was that uh, what what Harvard, if if what Harvard is doing to Asian people, people is bad. Like if they're lowering their scores or whatever, there is yeah. no circumstance under which that's cool. I would much rather Harvard was just like, um, look, we don't want to have fifty percent Asian people. You you guys test scores are too good. Hate it for you. This this is the cap that we're putting on you, um, and, and, and and but just not cap their scores or whatever. Like changing their scores is bad if they're doing that. But this dude was like, um, the fact that there is not more Asian people on like the basketball teams and football teams of these colleges is evidence of discrimination <laughs> against Asian people. And I was like, I'm not willing to say that we need affirmative. Like I love affirmative action, but I'm not like saying we need affirmative action for for sports. What are you talking about? I there? Mean, the, the only thing I'm saying is. Like, imagine what you said, what, what you just said, right? Like, hey, Asian people, sorry, you got too many high scores here. You got to make room for other people, right? It's the same concept. Hey, hey, black people, you guys are like rebounding and dunking way too much here. We got to make some room for these Asian people. I think that the, the, the analogy doesn't hold. It's one, because I don't believe, and show me the data, because I'm willing to be con- convinced that there is not a large contingent or even a smaller, medium sized contingent. <laughs> hey, with, hey, hey, watch it. <laughs> with all due love and respect, of super athletic or, qual- or qualified Asian people hey, who, who are being on. denied on the basis of hold their on. race from ha- sports teams. Have you seen those old Asian martial arts movies? We can fly, okay? <laughs> Okay, we will dunk that ball from the other side of the court. Okay, I would love to see a eighteen-year-old a, a uh, Asian freshman like stroke his beard and then run on the shoulders of his teammates to dunk the ball. <laughs> <laughs> there's got there's gotta be a movie like that out there. Uh, what's, what's my one guy who the kung fu soccer <laughs> Shaolin soccer? Yeah, Shaolin soccer. That guy that guy makes those movies. Uh, I mean, is this even an idea that we really need to consider strongly? Because I looked it up and so other people are saying it, <laughs> and I was like, "It's, a, it's clearly a meme on the internet that like maybe I'm falling for the meme, but I think it stands some merit." Affirmative action for sports. Yeah. If the reason that Asian people weren't on the basketball team or the football team was because of racial discrimination, I I would consider it. I don't think that's the case. Yeah, I mean, it's not like it's not well, like do, basketball and football are the only sports anyway. Well, right? do, do do you think black people are not getting to Harvard based off of the race? I think there's just not enough room. If you admit all forty percent Asians in, well, I think there that won't the fact be that enough people 
So if I had to guess, I would say that the percentage of uh, black people at Harvard is less than the percentage of black people in the population. Now, now you're shifting topics and we're shifting standards there. We're talking about why are black people not being admitted into Harvard? If Harvard can only admit a thousand students mm-hmm. and the 40%, the first 40% goes to the Asians, chances are there won't be enough spots left at the end for other groups. Mm. Right? It's the same concept of basketball. You got, shoot, how many players are in the basketball? The thing is, though, is that Harvard can let, let in 10,000 students or whatever, right. and there's a 100,000 applicants who are all very qualified. Yeah. I think that for any given sports team... Oh, I, it's the same thing. 11 players on a basketball, hundreds and thousands of people competing for these spots. You know, Asians are way down there. They're, they're never going to get high enough on those uh, listings and stuff to beat all the black players that are... You, you think it's... So you think they're that they're looking at some some qualified Asian candidate and okay, then saying so, not you? Okay, so so, I, I, so I'm almost so, so let's pretend we're, so let's pretend we're totally blind. Okay. okay, totally blind, and all all you know is the number of three pointers you make within a minute, the number of two wherever the free throw line, all these statistics for basketball. See, right? This uh, yeah. this yeah. lack of knowledge about the sport <laughs> okay. doesn't make it, doesn't make your point real. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, if if you only had to work out for the numbers alone, no names, no nothing, wherever, all the black people would get onto the top. That's just they just score better, all right? So let's do the same thing for uh, academic scores, all right? Let's just erase all the names, stack all the numbers as is, and you can get all the Asians on top there. So what's the difference, all right? We're compensating to say that hey, that, Harvard only allows a thousand students. I guess does the college benefit from having a more diverse basketball team? Does a basketball team benefit from having more diverse players? Yes. Does it? Yes. D- do we do we agree on that? Well, I mean, I How guess it depends on what you mean by diverse. Right? Are you like different races and stuff like that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, so, like, there's the same criteria because the reason I'm okay with like limiting or it's more or, of diverse skill sets really that you're really looking for. But I, I think you're talking. Oh, you can do both. So, right. so assuming well, assuming that the, the pool of players is much larger than the pool of that you can accept, which I'm willing to accept. Yeah. Then then why are we only selecting for right. for per, for skill? I guess that's what Johnny's point. Well, because it is a game of skill. <laughs> like I, you, you are based off of you're you're selected based off of skill. And I, and I think that's my point is that I think you select applicants from different criteria yeah, from 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 the your school student body at, on the whole versus your athletic teams. I so, think you're selecting for different criteria. No, so I feel like we're viewing sports for some reason very narrowly as far as like, hey, the only skill is shooting that ball into the net. Right. If that's the case, then let's look at like academics very narrowly and say, "Hey, whoever's going to score the highest on this test is who should get in." Oh, yeah. no, right? no, no, but no, but but we're not saying that, right? We're saying because the college provides a diverse atmosphere, therefore, this ambiguous atmosphere and diversity helps all of us become more culturally sensitive, become more uh, open to different ideas and opinions that we wouldn't be open to had we only been in school with all white people or all Asian people, right? Yeah. So, that, so that's what we're talking about, right? Well, and college think, benefits from diverse because of yeah. the this, people there. For, for sports, it, for some reason, it, I just cannot let it be on sports. I, like, I, if you want to say the journalism school should have more different people, I'm cool with that. If you want to say like the, I don't even know, maybe even like the school play or whatever, I think I'm okay with that. But for some reason, sports. Well, sports is clear. Sports. Is, no, I don't think so. I, 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 sports I, no. is very clear. It, no, you, it's you, not. No, okay, well, because either, I think if me and you were on the same team training for a sport, I would bring yeah. a different philosophy to train. A different philosophy. A much shorter. Well, philosophy. I mean, it doesn't matter your philosophy. <laughs> if I score more points than you, I. No, but if if, if we and you are but, this, but the point being, other, the, and I and I win, 
there's there's a it's a binary thing. Yeah, but win lose. Yeah. No, but I think but, I lean with Bo on this. No, one. no, but yeah. what you guys are missing is behind the scenes. Okay, when we're trained, let's say all three of us are on the same team. Yeah, right. If it's three white people, you guys can approach the same problem the same way. Right? That that's the very definition of why we why we like diversity, right? But yeah. you had a black guy and an Asian guy on the same team. We will look at this challenge differently. And say, hey, you know what? I think the reason why you're not making those free throws is because Bo, you're thinking about it wrong or something. Too white. And, and, yeah, exactly. And Lance would say, "Hey, Bo, I think you know." So here, here's another thing that I overcame when I grew up in the hood. You know, but, uh, that that kind of stuff. Did I? <laughs> I mean, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Well, right. and that's what I'm talking about. That diversity of our background can help each other well, in the train, and so, that would propel you to throw better free throws. So Not, I think I think the analogy falls apart based off of sports is win or lose, and you know. What you get out of school no, is life is a yeah. win or lose. Well, no, life's not win or lose. Yeah, life is. is, you know, what we're is, winners. What What do you place most <laughs> value, value on? Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. So Lance places most value off of. Uh, I, I would, I would guess, harmony, crazy. group harmony. Mm. No, I'm not 100 percent sure nah, on I'm that. Not a real harmony no, guy. Yeah, not the harmony. <laughs> guy. And so you know what is uh, what is the product that the school is putting out. And, you know, how do they judge that and say, yes, this is the product that we want? That's completely different than what a basketball team or football no, I totally team disagree. Does. Okay, so, okay, so, so, so to Johnny's right. point, I think, I think, I don't no, want to make his case yeah. for him, but he's saying if, if they're equally qualified, which I, th- which I think my point is I don't think they are, but, but if they're equally qualified, why not make sure that you select, I don't, I don't say a token, but like a, I'm not even saying they're equally qualified. Oh, you're saying like let in worse players? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> You, lost, you really lost me there. No, but we're letting a worse score SAT score. No, we're not. Yeah, I don't we think are. so. I think that the black kid at Harvard has super good grades. Oh, I don't think so, man. Oh, I think that's racist. <laughs> <laughs> I well, think they're just more Asian scoring high on the test. Yeah, I think yeah. that's the whole point of the suit. No, the, the point of the suit is that they're lowering Asian people's non-numerical uh, scores. To compensate for their super high ma- scores. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But nowhere in the suit is it saying that they're letting in unqualified black people like i don't think that's the thing that's happening i think that the, every black kid at what's, Harvard, what's unqualified i'm sure there's plenty of asian people that can throw two pointers and three pointers all day long they can make it rain i don't think so uh, I, I, <laughs> you're, you're saying there's no asian out there that can do that no i'm not saying i'm not saying, not, not saying none. i'm sure there's plenty of them no out by there. no means, by no means i'm saying, none. I'm saying the, the amount that are out there are are, are tons getting, are getting in at the at the rate no that is that no they way. are getting in no way yeah, I don't. Th- I don't think it. I uh, no, may- I, I, maybe. So ESPN. dot com do a, do a study on it. So I'll go on record now. I'm digging in deep on this one here. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, like, also, I don't think I think Asian parents are too smart to let their kids play these horrible sports. <laughs> also, I saw that there's way more white athletes at Harvard than. Uh, well, I, I find it amazing white. based off our previous conversation about that lady who is so humble to let her kid go to a regular <laughs> public school, right? Where we just had this discussion about hey, we should allow. Um, Good kids to be around the not so good kids, so that hopefully it all raises the everybody upright for the greater well, good, right? So I think it's the other way around. I think you have like a small minority of not so good kids, and then a majority of good kids, and then the minority of, of not so good kids will kind of yeah, yeah, that, yeah. And the, that's they the point, will right? they will grow into the group, right. so that the group has their own norms and standards, right. and so you introduce the new people, and then their norms and standards. So in this in this case, Harvard should uh, admit all forty percent Asians. I'm going they to, should admit all forty percent. I'm circling they back are the top of the top to, to, with to, a, with a great to your to your assertion yeah. that they're lowering the standards for black people to let them into the college. I wholeheartedly disagree with that. Okay, I, maybe maybe I'm wrong, 
but on on its face, that feels like a. Well, I'm talking based off of scores, right? Based off of there are black people that scores. have uh, perfect SAT scores. And there are tons of Asian people who can make it rain. In basketball. Yeah, no, I'm aware of what he's saying. Okay. And in the clubs. And in the clubs. Yeah. Mm, I'm not saying that there's not. I'm saying that those Asian people that are making it rain, they get into whatever college they want to. You think there's discrimination? You think, I think you, think, you think that they say, because you are Asian, I am not going to put you on the basketball team. There probably is, there probably, is yeah. probably just as much, if yeah. not more, discrimination than that. But it's. I don't. I, I really don't believe that. Well, the thing, though, Maybe, is. Is that like, me being racist? If, if you're, <laughs> well, say, if you're the, a coach of a basketball team and then, you know. Uh, you know, some Asian guy goes in there and he starts draining threes. You're like, oh man, that's really good. And then you see like, you know, a black guy go in there and he drains almost as many threes. And you go, oh, well, with a black guy, you know, maybe. Look, yeah, I, I'd have to be convinced about that. I will say, but I don't I'm, know. Whenever I'm at the gym yeah. and I like, I'm just like shooting around or whatever. Yeah. Like the people at the they want to pick me for the basketball team, and I'm like no 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 I'm not good I'm not good I'm not good just black just black not good not good yeah see and that's the thing I show up I'm like you should pick me because I am gonna be fantastic at this game called basketball you know when you go to the place you shoot a two and a half pointer okay I think that's I was on the line two and a half points I think that's about all we're going to get out of that but uh I think it's a good discussion if you have data that that tells me that they're like. If like I, I if if you somebody shows me if I find an article that says that Asian people are are being left out of your are uh, scoring just as high yeah in sports or whatever and they're being discriminated against I I am very against yeah. that I my case is I don't think that's a thing that's happening yeah. I think that the Jeremy Lins of the world if you excel in sports you more or less get through uh, there might be some stuff on the edges or whatever okay I think that's uh, that's, that's all my hot take news okay um. Uh, but they're saying they're trying to stop uh, legal people from they're trying to stop immigrants who use benefits from getting uh, their green cards. That's not good. That we just pulled out of the nuclear arms race. I mean, the nuclear treaty with Russia. That's not good. Uh, corporations are stealing money from their employees at a rate. <laughs> this is the fine print with all the bad stuff. <laughs> I just got to run through all the stuff. Uh, corporations are stealing money, uh, more money than all of the larceny or uh, theft of cars and right. cash in the country from their employees every year. That's not good. I'll I'll end it on a good note. Whenever you're finished. Okay, Elon Musk. Uh, Elon Musk says he's opening up his uh, high speed subway test tunnel in uh, in December. It's going to be a two mile test route for free of 2022. I thought it was this year. <laughs> I know it's supposed to be this oh. year, but he always misses his dates. Yeah, somebody else said that on Twitter or whatever. Yeah. Uh, two miles, 155 miles an hour. We'll see how that goes. And uh, oh, and your, the general election for the midterms is in November 6th on Tuesday. Please go out there and vote. Hopefully you're already registered. Do your research and uh, go out there. Vote, vote, vote. Don't boo. Vote. <laughs> and that day should be a, na- a national holiday, by the way. I agree with that. Yeah. yeah. All right. Or on the weekend. What's your good news? Hey, either way. Oh, the good news was uh, uh, the Los Angeles Police Department is incorporating meditation into their training. Ah, yes. Yes. It's good stuff right there. Good old LAPD. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, what do I, how do I end my segment? Oh, that's, and that's the hot take news. For all of us here at News Center 4, I'm Ron Burgundy. You stay classy, San Diego. Hey, welcome back to the Junto Show. I'm Lance, and I am a cacophony of sound. Mm. Oh, wow, that's, uh, that's a hard one to follow. I am Johnny, <laughs> the original Norseman. Ah, <laughs> and I am Bo. I am um, suffering for you. <laughs> yeah, our, our buddy Bo's got a, some type of a 
Sinus minus. Sinus. Uh, yep, 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 yep. Yeah. All right. So he's powering through. Good for him. Way to go, buddy. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. Wait. So we're in our world famous pop culture segment. Pop culture. So, uh, so what are you guys reading, listening to, experiencing in the world of pop? Oh, I got so much. As always, I take this part of my job very seriously. So much research. Hours. Hours and hours of research. Hours. On that couch. Nonstop. My butt gets sore <laughs> and numb from it. But. Do, do squats. I've taken <laughs> to doing sit-ups while I watch TV now, so look out really? for, my, for my summer abs. Oh, man. You can have a six-pack in no time. Summer of 2020. <laughs> like, binging will probably bring new meaning now. I watched First Man starring Ryan Gosling. And uh, Claire Foy, I believe, from the Netflix's The Crown. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what, the movie. What are the thoughts? Pretty solid. This yeah. is directed by um, the guy who directed La La Land. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? So the way to think about this movie, though, is it's a character study on Neil Armstrong, not about the first man on the moon. Makes sense. Yeah. You know, that's part of it, obviously. But this is really a study about him, the character, his life, and what motivated him. And also a study about what does it mean to be a man, like manliness and stuff. Back in the day, you know, the concept of like, I don't know, being all manly and being the astronaut, the man of the family, being stoic, uh, all that stuff. Stoic, you say. So is this yet another movie where Ryan Gosling says less than 10 words? Yes. (laughs) This is Ryan Gosling and Drive, but on the moon as an astronaut. (laughs) It's like, uh, yes. Yeah. And I guess I'm trying to figure out like. It's weird though, because when he was on the moon, he had that uh, uh, that scorpion jacket. <laughs> oh. You know, it didn't make sense. I was like, "What?" It's like the NASA meatball. I like the aesthetics. <laughs> I just like the aesthetics. And then a scorpion on the sh- on the sleeve. <laughs> oh man. Okay, so first man, you don't sound super enthusiastic about it. Should I go, should I watch this in the theater? Is it is it majestic? Are the are the venues big? Is it is the the, the, the launching of the rockets? Actually, yes, yes, because during the launching of the rocket phases mm-hmm. portions of the movie, it really gets you the rattling, the sound intensity, it. For seeing it on the big screen, it made you feel claustrophobic in the, in, in the way um, Damien Chazelle did it. Okay. So, All good right. stuff. Well, I, I'm a big NASA fan, so I yeah. should go watch it. All right. Uh, what you got, Jenny? Well, I I think I have to mention it. Norseman, season two. <laughs> <laughs> so, what is Norseman? Have, have we talked about it enough to, to where people should know? Our our Maybe. long-term listeners should know to avoid Assassin's Creed. <laughs> that I, like, I like how you put that. <laughs> Assassins. <laughs> they were all big fans of Westworld and Game of Thrones. Yeah. Big fan of Game of Thrones. I'm a medium <laughs> fan of Westworld. Yes. Yeah, but they, they should have heard about Norseman by now. So we're on season two. Netflix just released the whole thing. And I'm going through several episodes. And I mean, I'm watching these in the loneliness of my house all by myself. <laughs> Right, half the time crying. Get you a cactus. <laughs> right, but this is the one rare show that's. This <laughs> got me like laughing out loud. Like I'm just sitting there by myself. One, the last episode I watched, I almost started crying. Jeez, Louise. Yeah, I haven't cried laughed at something since. Uh, I don't even know. Maybe, maybe Thirty Rock. Okay, so I'm I'm watching season one of Norseman. Yeah, and I don't know about this crying laughing, but it, it is enjoyable. I mean, it's so, an entertaining show. Yeah, it's entertaining. So, so uh, have you seen any of the season two yet, Bo? I saw th- uh, half of the first episode. Half first episode. Well, there, there's Which a scene. Right. Uh, well, the first first. <laughs> <laughs> there's a scene on uh, episode three where the bad guy. I'm not giving anything away. The bad guy's gonna punish this uh, this dude, right? So the the prisoner is uh, standing and there's like a, a, a pile of uh, wood logs around him. So clearly he's going to be lit on fire, mm-hmm. right? Burn to death. So the villain's like, all right, henchman, go light him on fire. Right? The henchman walks over and I guess two rocks and starts trying to start a fire. 
<laughs> he was there for like the longest time trying to start. He's like, I, I just can't get him. It, it 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 worked fine earlier when I was practicing for rehearsals, <laughs> but now I, I just can't get it going. I, I think this wood's a little wet, you know. I guess, hey, do, does anybody have any dry uh, tinder around or something? You know, mm-hmm. or yeah. yeah. No, okay. So, so, you, so he starts trying to get like two pieces of wood and rubbing it together too, and that's not working. <laughs> <laughs> so the villain guy's like, "All right, guys, everybody just, everybody just close your eyes." And then he starts to describe how the person would be burning alive. <laughs> I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a show that like uh, goes well for the descriptions <laughs> of the comedy. Just check it just, out. Just, uh, just if you could see Johnny's face and how much he's clearly enjoying the memory of remembering <laughs> the show he's seen, it's good. Okay, so for for my first pop culture thing here uh, on, on the Twitters, they have released the first photos of Bane in the Gotham TV show. So Johnny, let me get your first reaction here. To Bane in the Gotham TV show. <laughs> Is it not as good as the rest of the Gotham TV show? That somehow, like, the, the daughter of the CEO of Fox must, must be the showrunner on that show because it's god-awful from, what I, from everything I've seen. <laughs> Every character looks horrible, and it was not good the two episodes I watched, and it's still going strong. They canceled Luke Cage, and I want to know. I want answers, damn it. Hey, you see well, Luke Cage was not on Fox, right? That doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> you see how Black Lightning... I do have black lighting. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> so not impressed with that new Bane. Uh, not impressed with the Bane outfit. I'll put it in the show notes, yeah. but he looks like a... I heard somebody on Twitter called him a hobo cop. <laughs> <laughs> but if for some reason that guy will do um, Tom Hardy's Bane voice... Ah, yes. <laughs> I'm sold. The, the official voice of Bane is Tom Hardy, and it will always be. Because <laughs> it's kind of like Regal, <laughs> but not in like Bane is from... Like a, with the Caribbean or something, some type of Mexican island or something like that. But he sounds like this somehow. <laughs> oh, I see that uh, Amy Schumer in all of her uh, benevolence and uh, and glory has declined to do any Super Bowl ads in support of Colin Kaepernick. And to her, I say, I join her crusade and say, I too will not do any Super Bowl ads <laughs> in support of Wait. Colin. Ka- I will not perform at the Super Bowl. Yeah, I will not be on there, I, and I will definitely. Not be on a team in support of Colin Kaepernick, but if they did open up a spot for aspiring podcast shows, we would the, reconsider. Put some Asian people on there. I'm cool with that. That's <laughs> <laughs> ETE. Uh, Rihanna. So I think uh, so. So Amy Schumer said she wasn't going to do commercials for the Super Bowl. And this came days after Rihanna, somebody who actually people care about, declined to perform at the Super Bowl halftime show, which I guess was ostensibly offered to her. In support of Colin Kaepernick, she says that uh, she's too woke for that, and I appreciate that, Rihanna. And I believe Maroon Five, they uh, they got to perform in instead. So I think to myself, does that mean I don't like Maroon Five now, or, do, or is that just like neutral? Like I don't think that that's really a knock on them. You used to like Maroon Maroon Five. I love Maroon Five. Oh yeah. man, I'm. Uh, you don't like Maroon Five? Who no, doesn't I, like them? I don't like Maroon. Johnny, Why not? I mean, both really. Oh, it's, uh, I don't know. I Let's just don't. fight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's getting harder and harder to breathe. Like, this is a song for you right now with your sinus issues. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think they're probably fine. I don't think. It just sucks that their news came out that, like, Rihanna is too woke to perform at the Super Bowl. And they're like, we're not. Yeah. So- <laughs> we want money. More money. <laughs> yes, you don't, you don't get paid for it. But it is, like, super exposure. I think they're fine. I, yeah. They're just like. They- <laughs> Sorry. I just looked up images from Norseman. <laughs> I need to show you guys. <laughs> get out of the freaking Norseman. We're doing a segment. <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> so, so his hand ran over. So 
so he uh the, the he got his hand cut off <laughs> so he had a blacksmith make that for him it, it's it's i could even describe this glove this metal glove this guy is wearing it's like it looks like somebody put the the, the infinity gauntlet under a steamroller <laughs> yeah that's pretty accurate huh? <laughs> and it's, it's just flat oh man uh okay let's get out of here um I, uh, I saw venom I, I think we talked about it already but the thing i want to talk about i saw it in one of those d-box theaters where they where the seats 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 shake and give you like the extra volume or whatever in the thing well they still have those yeah uh, at, uh tw- like something was like 25 bucks oh what <laughs> That's not worth it no <laughs> big waste of money don't do it it's a scam <laughs> <laughs> so just fyi out there gang <laughs> the d box is uh <laughs> just rip off <laughs> what else you got I got a bunch of uh, C-rated shows to mention, I guess, All right. if we're digging that deep here. So I did watch a uh, Netflix movie called Illing Wolf Brigade. So it's a Korean movie. The concepts sound pretty cool. This is in the future when Wolf. North and South wants to reunify, but there are uh, separate... Korea or America? Hmm? Hmm? North and South Korea wants to... Ah, Korea. Re- okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, so anyway, some high-tech police... Thing ensues and whatever the movie's not that great. <laughs> <laughs> That's a horrible set. I just wasted a, a minute of our listeners. Were the uh, the special effects good? <laughs> well, was there anything redeeming about did it? Did you all want play the game Killzone? No, I've seen it. Okay, yeah. well, it's a, yeah, it, that's what that reminded me of. I thought it was gonna be like Killzone the movie. Oh, well, that sounds good. Maybe it is. See, the title sounds good. The synopsis sounds good, yeah. but the movie itself. What's a lang? It's like I L L A N G. What's a, what's in a lang? No idea. That's there a Korean thing. <laughs> I have to look that up. All right. All right. I also finished uh, the Maze Runner uh, movie series. The last movie uh, came on HBO streaming. And, All uh, four of them? Are there four? I believe so. Three or four or whatever. This last one was a dud. So Were the uh, rest of them good? The first one started off real strong, I thought. Big spiders in the first one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, weird the, spiders? Yeah, it was very intriguing, but by number two, it's like, eh. And then number three here, it was like, bah. Okay. But it did have a uh, a Asian male actor on it, so it's good. Oh. And I got so desperate, I started watching Hurricane Heist. I'm disappointed that you would watch that without me, Johnny. <laughs> you could have called your boy Lance over. You know I love horrible, <laughs> but awesome movies. They were in the car, right? Too like Like racing down the road. And the cops see them, and they're like trying to ho- stop them. So they the, they um, put up the ballast, right? Like oh yeah, like yeah. that pop out of the ground, mm-hmm. like the big giant poles that pop out of the ground. I think they call ballards. Go on though, ballards, right? So, but the way the scene was shot though, like clearly they had no hope of making it, making it before the things were up high enough. Mm-hmm. So instead, <laughs> they just ran right into it. Like okay, <laughs> ah, see, good writing. <laughs> That's that's what we call good writing. That's what I was like, why would you go top speed right into those things? You're trying to get away. Did it work out for him? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Spoiler alert. Um, would I like that movie? Uh, yes. Hey, there we go. That's, I think you're insulting me, Loki. <laughs> did, did you like that movie? I'm not all the way done yet. Okay. I'm halfway through. <laughs> we'll watch it after this. <laughs> okay. Uh, let me see. So, so actually, Bo, I downloaded Dune. I got Dune from our local library. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah but uh, I'm I'm wa- listening. I'm wa- reading this other book called American War, about like uh, the second civil war in America that happens over. Uh, I guess the liberal Congress passes a law that outlaws fossil fuels, and then the South uh, rebels and uh, secedes from the Union again. What? <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> and then so like, uh, and it's fun. It's written by uh, I don't want to call him some type of. A- uh, Middle Eastern dude, but his name is Omar El Akkad. Uh-huh. 
So I think he's some type of Middle Eastern dude or whatever. And he 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 really really ca- he must be an American citizen, whatever. He really really captures I think American culture and stuff really good. And and I, and from his perspective, I think it's really cool too. But I'm reading that. And I will not finish that before I have time. Like I've got ten days left before Dune returns, and mm-hmm. it's like a thirty-hour book, so there's no way I'm going to get through Dune. So yeah, I'm going to have to buy it. <laughs> uh, also, American War is really good. I, I, as you know, I have not been able to follow any novels lately. Um, and American War, I am almost following, so it must be great. <laughs> One more thing I mentioned is on um, what is it? Uh, I think it's the Stephen Colbert show. They had a uh, segment where you can ask Hillary Clinton anything, and somebody who wants to. I know, <laughs> I really don't want to watch it either. But the question they asked her was, um, "Vin Diesel or The Rock?" <laughs> I, you know, I heard about this, and I was like, "It's so freaking stupid." It is not even a question. And like, and, and her answer is why she's not president right now. <laughs> so what did she say? Well, she actually went quite in depth on the topic. Did she? Yeah, clearly researched and. For for the joke of it all, there's no research, and it's not even a question. Like, just say The Rock because it's, I don't know. Maybe if it was like The Rock or, I don't know, Air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If if you had probably asked that question when The Chronicles of Riddick came out, yeah, right. Like yeah. Vin Diesel's yeah. way past his prime, and The Rock is clearly seated in his prime, and is better than Vin Diesel in his prime. So like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know who the other comparable celebrity would be right now to Vin Diesel. Like. I think uh, Jason Momoa is The Rock just 10 years early. Mm, mm, maybe. I guess at this, at this point in his career, The Rock was about like, because The Rock was like doing Doom. <laughs> or yeah. whatever, like about yeah. this, this time in his career where Jason Momoa is. And Jason the, Momoa's um, the Mummy Scorpion King was yeah. his first big movie. <laughs> yep. You know, that's the first, so like the first day. With Kelly who? The first day, uh, you know, that, that time when you like don't have to go to school anymore because you're like done with your credits or whatever, and you haven't graduated yet. First thing I did was go see Scorpion King movie. <laughs> it's a good movie. I liked it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Me and my buddy Nick went to go see that. He's a good guy. Yeah. All right. Uh, I think that's it. So, um, thanks for listening to the Junto Show. Another excellent episode for you guys. You're quite welcome. We're so happy. It is the public school of podcasts, and we're glad that you sent your ears to it. Uh, so please leave us a five-star review on uh, iTunes or uh, wherever you get this listening to or whatever. Send, send, send us your comments, what you thought was profound in this episode that changed your life. Profound. Uh, sacrificing your child on the, the <laughs> altar <laughs> of good <laughs> for society. Right. Uh, More Asians on basketball teams. <laughs> I, guess I, I mean, I, look. <laughs> sure. Um, <laughs> yeah, so thank you so much for listening. Uh, until next time, uh, signing off, I'm Lance. Johnny. And I'm both. Both.